You're listening to the Winning to Wealth podcast, and on this week's episode, I'll be talking about the road trip my family recently took and why there were no episodes for the last two weeks. So on July 12th, my family and I set out on a two-week road trip. The goal was to get to Niagara Falls and back with a bunch of fun stops scheduled along the way. We plan to stop in Baton Rouge, Louisiana for one night because my wife has family there. From there, we were going to spend two nights in Panama City Beach, Florida, and just have a great time as a family, just the three of us. And then after that, we were going to head up to the East Coast with a stop in Charlotte to possibly see some family and hang with my good friend Stack, who was actually on episode 53 of this podcast, which if you haven't heard that episode, please go back and listen. It's one of my favorite interviews that I ever did. Um, it's episode 53 with Steven Sack. Um, but then from Charlotte, Taylor had never been to DC. So we were planning to spend a little bit of time there before heading to Philly uh, and then New York City to spend a little time with some more friends of ours. Um, after leaving New York City, we were going to go to Niagara Falls and then from there, we were just going to make our way home pretty much however we wanted. Um, like, for instance, there was talk of us swinging over to Milwaukee to catch game six of the NBA finals if it lined up properly. And then, like I said, some random stops just kind of on the way home. Uh, maybe Dallas. I got family in East Texas, you know, like stuff like that. Uh, hot springs, you know, just random spots like that. So we leave on the 12th, and after six hours, we make it safely to Taylor's aunt and uncle's house in Louisiana. Uh, I get to meet some of my wife's cousins for, like, the first time. Like, these are people she hadn't seen since high school. And both sets of cousins have kids that were close to Allison's age. So it was just a fantastic time with family, good people, good food. Um, they have a ton of land out there, so the kids were running around this big golf, you know, golf cart. The kids are all hanging all off and doing crazy stuff, just having a blast, being cousins, being family. Uh, it was a really great time. And so then the next morning, we wake up, have breakfast. Uh, we leave there and head to Panama City Beach, which is like another six hours from where we were. And so we get there, and Taylor has all these restaurants saved and all these things she wants to do and try. And so I'll be honest, we really like blew through so much money there that it was like, all right, for the rest of the trip, you got to chill. Like you don't get to make any more recommendations because everything you recommended was terribly expensive. I mean, like just for some perspective, we went to the beach and we spent $55 to rent beach chairs that were in the shade because it was super hot. Then we leave there, go to lunch and the lunch spot that Taylor picks is like $85 for the three of us. Insane. It was crazy expensive. So I'm like, no, you you don't get to plan segments of the trip anymore. Like, you're cut off. I, I got this from now on. Um, and I mean, we had an absolute blast. But, man, my wallet and I, we were both glad to get out of there and head to Charlotte. And so we're planning to make it to Charlotte by like 6 p.m. to have dinner with Stack on that night. Um, there's this nasty accident, closes the freeway in South Carolina. So we have to take this massive detour through these random little small towns in South Carolina. And we got to dinner pretty close to like eight o'clock. 
And so right before dinner, we stopped and checked into the hotel, got our bags down, kind of freshened up a little bit and started to notice even on the drive up that like Taylor and Allison, they're not feeling too hot. Like they're congested. Allison's got a runny nose and it's like, oh man, allergies are hitting. Uh, And so, you know, we kind of chalked it up to the allergy thing, kept it moving. We go to dinner, have a great dinner at one of my favorite spots in Charlotte. It's actually, it's called Lebowski's. Uh, if you're ever there, be sure to check it out. And so, uh, you know, we were there until like closing time pretty much. And, you know, we're wrapping up and we plan like, hey, you know what? You know, we're, we're not going to be able to meet the family that Taylor has there. So it's like, hey, well, let's get to brunch. Let's go do brunch again before we head up to D.C. So cool. Everybody's cool with that. But, you know, we had had... A six-hour drive to Louisiana, six-hour drive to Panama City Beach, and then Panama City Beach to Charlotte was like nine hours. And then so we drove straight there, checked in, went to dinner, and we'd just been moving for like three days, uh, minus the extra night that we stayed in in Panama City Beach. But it was a lot of driving up to that point. And so we were like, hey, we're going to sleep in. Um, we can grab, you know, like 10, 30, 11 o'clock, meet up for brunch, and then we'll just leave from there and go to D.C., So we wake up the next day and now I'm having the allergy symptoms, which is pretty normal if you know me, because like I have the worst allergies ever. Like they're always flaring up for some reason. And so we load up, check out of the hotel. I'm not feeling 100 percent. Nobody's really feeling 100 percent. And we head to brunch. And while we're there, Taylor gets his phone call from her uncle. So now we're really big on no phones at the table in my family, but for some reason she decides to take the call. And I'm guessing it's because like we hadn't ordered yet. We're kind of just sitting there talking, but I'm starting to feel a little annoyed because she's on the phone and we have my friend and his daughters with us. And right as I go to say something, she's like, all right, bye, you know, like ends the call. So she tells us that her aunt had gotten sick in the middle of the night. And was scheduled to get her first dose of the vaccine um, that morning. And so they had to test her for COVID. And it turns out she tested positive that morning. Now, this is the same aunt and uncle that we spent the first night with. Now, mind you, we are 15 hours from home at like 1130 a.m. We're sitting in a restaurant with my friend and two of his kids. We've got this waitress that's coming over to our table, checking on us, you know, getting drinks, bringing menus, all those things. And there's a party of like five or six people seated directly next to us. Now, my whole thing during the entire pandemic has been to do everything in my power to not get anyone else sick. Right. To like if I were to somehow catch it to shield other people, to shield as many people as I possibly could, like that has been my focus. And so we've done things. We've stayed home at the height of things. We masked up before and after being vaccinated. And the reason for that is because we knew that although vaccines were effective, they weren't a hundred percent effective. Like, you know, they were very clear about the efficacy rate of vaccines and nobody's ever said it's a hundred percent. So, um, you know, there's no vaccine that's a hundred percent effective and keeps you from catching whatever it is that you're being vaccinated against. So, um, we just kept doing our part. And so in that moment, I'm just shook. I mean, we were there on Monday. Here it is Friday. We had encountered just so many people since we left Louisiana that I just couldn't stop thinking of 
um, all the people that we had put at risk, like, you know, with the beach chairs thing, we were sitting in one set of beach chairs and the guy was super nice. And he came up to us and he was like, Hey, you guys are a great family. You know, we want to move you guys up to the very front row. And so like we move up to the front row and another family comes and sits in our beach chairs. Um, nobody wipes them down. Nobody sprays anything on them. They just come and sit in the beach chairs. And I've thought about that family so much over the last few weeks. Um, so I'm just in that moment, I'm just shook. I'm thinking through all of the scenarios of people who were too close to us, who weren't masked, who weren't social distancing, who weren't doing all those things. Um, and so that's where my mind goes immediately. And so we notify the staff at the restaurant. Um, you know, we obviously tell stack and his family, um, which was a whole nother thing of like, you know, you're, this is your friend and like you, you, you've brought this like deadly virus pretty much to his front door. Um, but then we, you know, we head to the car and we just sit in the parking lot and just start thinking of a plan. And it was like, okay, well, first things first, we need to be tested. Um, we've, you know, got these allergy symptoms. Uh, we've had them since yesterday and I had mine, you know, got mine that morning. And so it was like, you know, maybe that's something. And so we started looking it up, trying to find places to get testing. Um, obviously because things are, were, were at that time a little bit more under control. None of the nearby testing centers had availability until like four or five. Like, you know, it's not like it was last summer where there was a testing center on every corner. And so, you know, we're talking four or five hours of just sitting around waiting in a random city that we don't want to be in anymore. Um, so we keep looking and we were able to find one at a pharmacy, uh, that was like in exactly one hour, but the pharmacy was 45 minutes out of the way and they only had one slot available. So it's like, you know, we've, we've got to drive 45 minutes out of the way and only one of us can get tested. And then we have to wait two hours for the next test. Um, and, but that was all we had. And so we just booked them. We booked all three. And so we scheduled them, we drove out there. And to be honest, the test wasn't too bad, but it's definitely not something that I want to do regularly. Um, and when I was done, I I'd actually walked out. So we were in a CVS or Walgreens. I don't even remember because it was just such a blur that day um, in one of the pharmacies. And they had this like trailer in the parking lot. So I walk out of the trailer, close the door, disinfect everything. And I'm like, wait a minute. So I just I opened the door back. And I'm like, ma'am, I said, I've got two other appointments set up. My wife and kid are in the car. Can I just bring them in here? Cause it literally took three seconds and there's 15 minutes between appointments. So can I just get them tested? I'm like, you know, you saw my ID. We're from Texas. If everybody, if they test positive, if I test positive, we're going back to Texas anyway. So is there any way we can not wait for two hours to have this done? So she says, yes, we get them done. Um, by that point, I'm pretty sure. Cause I like, I feel like I'm deteriorating. Taylor feels and looks a lot worse. Allison's snotty nose, it's green, it's and you know. So at this point, I'm pretty sure like we're sick. Like something's going on. And so we go to get gas because I'm like, yeah, we're just I'm pretty sure we're positive. Text all my family, text some of my friends and let them know, hey, look, we're gonna we're gonna be home soon. Um and like 30 minutes later, we're at the gas station getting gas. I get a call. And she tells me, you know, I got your test results. You tested negative. She's like, I'm trying, I was trying to call your wife, but I can't get through. Taylor was on the phone with her family. So I'm like, oh, it's my wife. Like, you know, you can talk to me. And she's like, well, your wife and your daughter both tested positive. And uh, that call was devastating because again, I-, I knew that at that point we were positive, but 
it was just like the the um just the confirmation of it right because we had just been around so many people um including just staff members who were so kind and so nice who had served us and they're just trying to make ends meet and here we are exposing them to this virus um and then there was others like i said who quite frankly didn't care weren't practicing safe distancing weren't masking and let's be honest we were in the south so the areas we were in has have some of the lowest vaccination rates in the country so chances are they're not masked they're not distancing they're not vaccinated and we've just been around all these people again we've been wearing masks we've been doing our part um as well as we possibly could but it was just that thought of like, man, how many people did we expose this to? Um, and were we selfish by taking this trip? And just all those kind of thoughts kind of start creeping in your head. But at the same time, you're like, all right, I got to get my family home. And, and speaking of family, it's, you know, it's not only that thought, but it's like, now my kid tests positive. And as a parent, you always want to protect your kids. You never want to put your kids in harm with, harm's way. And so, you're kind of dealing with that. I'm looking at my daughter and she's just playing and talking to people and wanting to get out of the car and wanting to, she's a hugger. So she likes to run up to people and hug them. And it's just like exhausting and frustrating and all of the things. Um, and then, you know, we get to my wife, she tests positive. And as I mentioned before, in other episodes, she has lupus, which is an autoimmune disorder. And I've never kind of talked about it much, but what happens is her, basically her immune system attacks her body. Um, so she takes what are called immunosuppressants, which as they're called, they suppress her immune system. They keep her immune system less active, um, which helps her out with the pain that she feels from her body basically attacking itself. And so now what you've got is a suppressed immune system, an immune system that's not operating at full capacity, trying to fight off a deadly virus and that's just not going to work. So the only alternative she has is to get off of her lupus meds, which on top of being COVID positive causes an entirely new set of problems. Um, not to mention at this point, it's like 1 p.m. now. So we're checked out of the hotel. We're 15 hours from home with a toddler. Um, and like I said, we're all starting to just gradually feel our health deteriorating. Um and so it's a, it's a tough scene. Like it's, it's a really dark scene at that moment. But I mean, like the only thing we can do is just begin the journey home because I didn't want to be trapped in Charlotte. If one of us got like really sick, like needed to be hospitalized or Taylor needed something and couldn't get it. Um, and so we start the drive. We get home the next day sometime in the afternoon. And by that point, Taylor and I feel just utterly exhausted like we hadn't up to that point and we didn't ever really run a fever but i felt like i had the absolute worst sinus infection known to man um my blood oxygen level got as low as 95 which is as low as you can go and still be considered in the normal range um my body was super achy like to the point where the water from a shower touching me was just uncomfortable um, and on top of that, again, I'm just utterly exhausted. Like 
this thing really tried to wreak havoc on our bodies. And I'm fully convinced that like, if we weren't vaccinated, it probably would have been a lot worse for us. Um, and, and Taylor had very similar symptoms on top of the lupus pains, which for her is usually um, pain in her joints. So she's battling all these symptoms on top of her autoimmune dis- disease going absolutely crazy because she's not on any medication. And so she's having a terrible time. Um, Allison was her normal self, but with a snotty nose. And honestly, that just made the whole thing worse. Like, I don't wish my kid was sick, but my gosh, like all she wanted to do was just run around and play like nothing was going on. And so we basically like took turns with one of us napping during the day and the other would be watching her. And so then the other one would wake up. The other one would go to bed, nap while the other one watched her. And that was the only way um, that we were able to get through this effectively. Um, and so this lasted for like five, I want to say five days or so. And then around that fifth day, we both kind of started to slowly come out of it with a little bit of improvement each day. So it wasn't like, um, you feel it for five days and it's like, it's over. It just kind of gradually comes out. Uh, and so, so yeah, our two week road trip gets cut after five days and then we spend five days in awful shape. And it was crazy because like I'm watching the NBA finals and game six is in Milwaukee and it turns out to be the title clinching game for the Bucks and the timeline would have worked out so perfectly. Oh my gosh. Like we totally could have been there, but I saw that crowd of like 80,000 people packed around the arena, which is a space they call the deer district. This is Milwaukee Bucks. And you know, watching that, I was just like, nah, bro. Like there's no way. I'm even considering doing anything like that anytime soon with what I just went through. And here's the thing. I definitely don't regret our choice to take the trip. Like we fully assessed the risk. Um, we felt comfortable making this trip because we were, were both fully vaccinated. And although, you know, obviously the vaccine doesn't keep you from catching it. Uh, it does keep you from, you know, severe cases or death most and, and more often than not. It's actually, I actually read yesterday or the day before where, of Texans who have died from COVID since February were unvaccinated, which is just wild to me. Like, um, I mean, just extremely wild. And another thing is like, I don't think we'll be traveling internationally until things get more under control. Like we had talked about, um, possibly going on an international trip, uh, for our anniversary, but, it's not, and, it, and I don't say that because I think things are just worse somewhere else. But when you travel internationally, you have to register a negative test to return to the States. And Taylor tested positive long after her symptoms were gone. Like she was feeling 100% back to herself, still testing positive. And we were a little worried that she was actually not going to be able to start a new job and she was going to have to pretty much use all of her vacation time. Um, you know, before kids even got back to school, these are like teacher work days, right? Like these are the easiest days of the year. And we're concerned that she's going to blow through all of her vacation time because initially they were requiring a negative test, but then they kind of came around like the night before and they were like, okay, we're more in line with the CDC guideline. And that, and the CDC guidelines that it's 10 days after you first start showing symptoms. So, you know, I'm, I'm happy that worked out, but I'm also glad that we didn't stop wearing our mask after becoming vaccinated because, you know, masks help protect other people. Should you 
um, test or be positive and be asymptomatic. So while we were all over the South getting these nasty looks from, I mean, and I mean nasty looks from people because of our choice to continue wearing masks in public spaces. At the same time, we were like hopefully protecting a few of them from the virus. We unknowingly carried for like four days. So we're getting these nasty looks and people are looking at us like we're crazy. It turns out we're protecting them essentially. And so that part really makes me feel a little bit better as well. Um, but I just want to say, guys, please follow the science on this, especially right now as we're seeing these Delta cases start to spike up uh, really to numbers we haven't seen since last summer. And now they're talking about Delta Plus being somewhere else. And listen, I know it's frustrating because the guidelines are constantly changing. You know, it's one week you're not masking, next week you're masking again, and you know, this and that. And, you know, certain politicians have said, oh, I won't take the vaccine under this administration. Now they're encouraging you to get it. And it's just, it's been so much back and forth, right? And I know that it's frustrating because, again, things are just changing all the time. But at the same time, like that's what science is. That's what science does. And as we learn more about things, um, including the virus and all the strains that are out there, the guidelines have to change. And so don't view the guideline changes as a negative. View them as the scientific breakthroughs that they are, because it's really kind of what they are. We learn something and then we implement things to kind of mitigate uh, the risk. Right. And so failing to just listen to the actual scientists block out the political noise and all that other stuff the actual science let's do what we've got to do to get things back under control and headed in the right direction again because we were so freaking close right um and that's the only reason why we took this trip is because we were so freaking close and um so yeah anyway back to the the podcast like the first week you know there was no episode obviously it was i missed because we were battling covid um Definitely wasn't up to recording, editing, and releasing. Last week, we were symptom-free, but I had fallen like so behind on other obligations that I have to take care of every week that I just I just couldn't find the time to record, edit, and release an episode. And so that brings me to kind of where we are now and going forward. I have two, maybe three more episodes to release in this season, and that's going to be it for this season. And I say maybe three because I'd really like for my wife to join me for an episode idea, but she's already back at work and it's kind of tough. So we'll see. Um, but if not, this episode idea I have will definitely be part of season three. And so kind of timeline on that. So once we get through these next two or three weeks and we wrap this season, I'm going to take some time off again. Like I said, I've already got a bunch of episodes that are sitting there. So I want to really get ahead um, and start editing those, and then we'll just kind of release those once a week, once we come back uh, later in the fall. Um, but yeah, so I just wanted to do this episode. I know this is not money related. Um, really and truly, I didn't have to do this one because I still only had the two episodes, so it would have been this week and next week would have been it, but you kind of get an extra week with me. So, you know, there's that part. There's, there's that benefit of it. Um, but as always, I'm down to chat on IG if you want to you know, talk more about it. If you have any questions about like our COVID story or um, anything like that, you can find me on IG at winning to wealth spelled exactly like this show. Uh, that's winning to wealth on Instagram, but Hey, thanks for tuning in to this episode of the winning to wealth podcast. Again, I know it wasn't just finance based, um, but I 
definitely wanted to share just our story and our journey over the last couple of weeks with you guys, because uh, I view you guys as like friends, as like family. Um, and so I want to talk about these things. But until we talk again, keep racking up those wins one at a time. Take care. Thank you.